everyone, my name is Victoria. And my name is Monica. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the Little Lips Podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast, especially for kids under the age of 12, where they talk about real life issues. So we want to give kids an opportunity to talk about things that really matter to them. And we're making sure kids' voices get heard. Get more information about the work we do at www.littleliteratures.com. Again, that's www.littleliteratures.com. So, stay tuned for the next episode, and we'll be right back. Hello, hi, and we're back with another episode, and today we are talking about World Mental Health Day, which is on the 10th of October, but when you hear this, you'll be hearing this on the 13th of October. So, what is mental health? I am a big advocate for mental health. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those topics that we talk about a lot more now. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to see how early on we're talking about it now. When I was in school, we weren't talking about mental health at all. No, it wasn't a discussion in yeah primary i don't think it was a discussion in secondary school exactly exactly so it's definitely times have changed which is good um so we asked a few kids some questions about mental health what they thought that what they thought it was their take on it and stuff and uh we got some interesting comments back what i found interesting that a lot of people um thought it was like more of a physical I'm looking for the right word here. How like an ailment, like a yes, thing. Yes, there we go. I was looking for the politically correct word to say yes. Yeah. So a lot of children thought it was like a physical, a physical thing that you could actually see or, you know, so that was interesting. Can you tell me your name? Omaru. How old are you, Omari? Nine. Okay, so the first question I have for you is, what is mental health? Mental health is basically when you... When you ha- I think it's when you have a, um, I forgot, I got taught this, but I think it's when you have a, like a, um, what's it called? When you have a, something wrong with you, I forgot what it's called, like a, um, something wrong with you. Can you tell me your name? Gabby. How old are you, Gabby? I am eight years old. Okay, so Gabby, I'm going to be asking you about mental health. So if I said mental health, what does it mean to you? Uh, mental health means if somebody is ill and like they have like cancer or something, that's a mental health problem. My name is Kikiara, I'm seven years old and I'm from Oyo State. Fantastic. My name is Kikianu. My age is seven years old and I'm from Nigeria. What is mental health? I don't know. Hard health. Mental health. Any other guesses? No. Um, yeah, I think it's conversations we definitely need to have with our children. Just like general check-ins, you know, like, how was your day? How are you? Explore feelings because mm. a lot of feelings are often misunderstood, especially, uh, especially the feeling of anger. Yeah. 
Um, it was interesting. I think you put up a post or it was on our social media anyway um and it was basically saying that when you go home and a child asks you to come and play with them that's them basically saying that you know they want to share that moment with you they may have had a bad day and this is their opportunity to offload that whereas when you're an adult you would literally say i've had a bad day kind of leave me alone or i want to do xyz um so that was quite interesting and i think just being able to express yourself and your emotions is very 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 important for kids and that kind of led on to the second question that we had which was how do you express yourself when you're upset or angry okay cool um how do you express yourself when you're feeling like upset or angry happy yeah what i would is i would basically play a game that i really love Oh, I would dance around, dance and listen to music. What do you do if something is worrying you? What I do is, I, if it's like someone scary or something near me, what I would do is, I'd, I'd go past them or something near me that I don't like, I'd go past it. So, if you're upset or you're angry, how do people know that you're upset or angry? What do you do? make a very ugly face. <laughs> okay. I make a very ugly face. <laughs> my mom obviously knows that I'm mad because she sees it on my face. <laughs> okay, okay. So for you, it's a lot to do with your facial expression. I'm all for expressing of emotions, whether it's happy, sad, angry, whatnot. I feel like, let it out we work for it and we move on um however i feel like some people feel like they can't display that side of anger for them or anger's often mixed up with sadness so someone could say i'm angry but when you get to the deep core issue they're really sad if you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i feel like because they've shown you the rage or that frustration we automatically assume why are you angry why are you yeah but deep down note like i'm sad like i'm broke i'm i'm hurt i need yeah help me understand this feeling of why i feel sad type thing so do you feel like the kids that you spoke to were able to tell the difference between the two um some but i feel like most then got most then just went with when i'm upset i'm angry mm-hmm. but when you get to the real core issue your it's sadness that has made you feel that anger do you mm-hmm. get what i mean so let's deal with why you're sad first the sadness has then made you act in a certain way and display a certain characteristic yeah but we need to deal with the sadness first rather than look at why did you punch x y and z do you get what i mean like yeah. we're fast to look at the behaviour and not the person. The like. cause, the root cause. Yeah. Cool. So, in your line of work, you work with young people with different sorts of... Uh, back Or from different sorts of backgrounds, um, different stories, and something that you advocate quite a lot is play therapy. Mm-hmm. How does that fit into mental health for children? and their ability to express themselves like what is play therapy um it's like 
you stay in the metaphor. So <laughs> your face. So for instance, I could have a conversation with a child and you have the figure of the Hulk. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to the Hulk. I'm not talking to, let's say, Billy. Yeah. I'm talking directly to the Hulk. So I will always stay in the metaphor, making reference to the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And Billy is talking about himself through the Hulk. But it's subconsciously. He doesn't really... They don't get... Do you get what I mean? Like, he doesn't... It's almost like you're not attacking the person because you've put everything you felt on the Hulk. There we go. So it's more easy for him to express his inner feelings because he doesn't have to own it. The Hulk feels this way. I get that. Do you get what I mean? That's cool. So it's like the Hulk is angry because... So it's like, what makes the Hulk angry? Can you tell me what gets the Hulk upset? Like, why does... And it could be things of when I'm talking and... Or when the Hulk's talking and his mum ignores him because she's dealing with his baby brother. Mm. I know you have a baby brother. Mm. I know you're the oldest sibling and I know that you feel like your mum ignores... (laughs) Do you get what I mean? So it's easier for them to relate that this is not my stuff, it's the Hulk stuff. It's Mm. a separate type thing. So how do you address whatever a child has brought up after? There's moments where it it depends on the child. There's moments where you can bring it out of the metaphor. Some children can handle that. Mm-hmm. And there's some children, as soon as you try to place ownership on them, shut down. I don't want to play anymore. Like, the toy's back in the, back, the box. Like, they're away. Okay. Yeah, so it's all different things. So, uh, sand tray's a good one. What's that? Like, you get figurines and put it in the sand tray and you, like... I could be like, pick an animal that you think des- best describes you mm-hmm. and just like analyse what type of animal they've got. Like, why did you get the tiger? Why did you get the fiercest one? And, do you know what I mean? And What animal um, represents you? That is a good question. Oh, it depends on the mood I'm in, to be honest. Um, those days I feel very sloth-like. I'm slow. <laughs> those days I feel very sloth-like and slow. Um, quite like the lion. I would always say lion, but I always say that because of my hair, and I think it's the king of the jungle, and I like to... I think you run the risk of potentially having aspirational connections as opposed to what you are now. So I could say, oh, I want to be the king of the jungle, I want to be the best, I want to do this. That's why I've chosen a lion, but really... um, I don't know, a fish. <laughs> no, but it, it's still then good because it's like, I know you're the fish per se, mm. but it's just like, it's interesting how... We perceive ourselves. Yeah. Okay. And I might perceive you as a lion, but it's interesting how you feel like the fish. I would never have been like, oh, you're a fish. Mm. Do you get what I mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a good thing for parents, teachers to do with their students as well. And I feel like it's a good way to catch you out because I go to personal therapy and there's moments where I feel like, conversation-wise, I won't give you anything. But it's just like, let's use the arts. And I'm just like... But it's like, I would then catch myself like, I didn't mean to disclose that, but do you get what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's out there now because I was in the sand tray. I was painting, I was... Like, yeah. you're less in your head and more with just being in the moment and it just naturally flows. Like, there's moments after I'm like, why did I say this? I didn't want to... But it's just like, it's out there now. It is what it is. Yeah. Cool. So what other questions did you ask the kids? Um, I asked... What do you do if something... Ugh, what do you do if something is worrying you? And 
and what sorts of responses did you get? Um, it was nice to know that some of the kids felt like they had that secure base, that person they could trust, that person that they could go to, like mum. Or if I was at school, I know I could talk to my teacher. Someone said that they have like an older cousin mm-hmm. that they go to for like reassurance or they can talk to when something's oh, bothering good. them. So it was nice that no one felt like they were alone, like I don't have anyone to talk to, I don't know. So mm. that was good that they know to seek help when upset or... Okay, so if I said to you, how do you express yourself, like your feelings? Um, if, if I um, um, So say if you're feeling sad or happy, do yeah. you know how to express yourself? If I'm sad, I'll put a frown. If, not, if I don't feel happy, I'll put a smile on my face. If ever feeling sad, do you know who you could talk to? Um, I can talk to my mum. I can talk to um, my cousin. And I can also talk to God. Okay. So what do you guys do if something is worrying you? That's good. Everything because I lost my battery keys and I kept on telling my mom. <laughs> okay. I do the same thing. You tell your parents if you're worried. Yeah. Did anyone talk about their peers, so their age mates, and getting advice from them? Yeah, someone said I might talk to a friend. Because I know that some parents worry about that sort of thing because there's no adult or older person to support. But one thing that I found just overhearing some of my godchildren speak to each other is they often can support each other because they learn from what we say as adults. So if they've watched me console you when you're sad and they've seen it's worked, they're more likely to do that for their friends as well. Yeah. So it's interesting to watch. And sometimes we over worry about our kids and whether or not they'll make the right decisions. But yeah. With that as well, I've noticed, I've even been guilty of this. Like, you need to, or sometimes we need to be mindful as what is minor to us is major to someone else. To them. So, yeah. like, I, you can't downplay someone's worry, anxiety. So, I remember one time, I think it was my nephew said something, and in my head I was like, really, like, relax. Just, like, it's not that deep. It's like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Every day there is more deep. pizza. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, there's more, I can get you more pizza. But to him, in that moment, it was a big thing. He wanted that slice. He, do you get what I mean? So, it was mm. like, do you know what Monica it's not big for you but for him he might be like yeah oh, every his, time I get his whole nerves, world I is yeah so it's just like yeah. be mindful empathize with him and then move on cool yeah cool I ask kids to name some emotions they feel mm-hmm. what are some of the emotions that you feel angriness a lot um Happiness and sad. Three things. What type of things would make you angry? When someone like touches my sister or someone like punches me or something. What sort of things make you happy? When I play my game, when I play my on my Nintendo Switch, and also when I uh, when I when I dance. What makes you happy? Yeah. Hey.
I like the chocolate cake. Oh, you like chocolate cake? Perfect. Thank you. Do you know what emotions are? Your feelings. Um. Yeah, they were able to name a lot of emotions. However, like through my line of work, I've noticed that kids can name emotions, mm-hmm. but they won't necessarily know what that emotion feels like. Or you can name emotion. When I say show me that emotion, mm. they don't correlate or they don't match up. Okay. So I've noticed it's always good to get clarification of what that emotion means to that person. Mm. That's true. That's true. Really, really weird. I'm watching a program called um, New Amsterdam on Amazon. Um, and there's this doctor and someone comes in and they're like, oh, I feel really dizzy. And he's like, okay, what does dizzy look like? What does dizzy feel like to you? And she's like, you're a doctor. I said, I feel dizzy. And he's like, yeah, I know. What does that mean to you? Yeah. Because if someone else comes in, they may say they feel faint. That's different from feeling dizzy. But the description, the word that you're using is the same, but the outcome is different. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that point. Um, I just feel like they're generic, like, emotions. But it's just like... Sad could be crying for you. Sad could just be something completely different for me. Like often, I'm angry. Show me angry. You've shown me a sad face, mm. or do you know what I mean? Mm. Or what does sad look like to you? You've then shown me like you're angry or you're mm. upset. You're confused. So it's always good to get clarifications of like what does that emotion mean to you. And sometimes it's okay not to know, because there's moments where I'm like, I think I feel a bit sad, but I don't know. Or do you know what I mean? Like I'm feeling a bit, mm, but I don't know what it is. Am I happy? Am I sad? Yeah. Do you think it's important that everyone expresses how they feel? If they don't want to, no. But if they want to, then yeah. That's a good point. So it's a choice. Um, Can you name some emotions for me? So like feelings. So what type of feelings do you think some people feel? Miserable, sad, lonely, frightened, um, maybe a little scared. Um, Yeah. Perfect. What do they mean? She doesn't know. So you need to tell her. Red zone means bad, mad. Blue zone means tired. Tired too. No, yellow means tired. No, yellow means you're hyper. Yeah, it does. Actually, green does. No, green means you're happy and you're okay. Yellow means you're very silly. No, yellow actually means... So who taught you about these colours? Yeah, um, my teacher, she always puts it up on the board and there's a question that says, "What? how are you feeling? There's blue zone, there's green zone, there's yellow zone and there's red zone and you put your name tag on one of, one of the colours. Oh, wow. And do you have to do that every day? Yes. Okay. A question I have for parents. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about kids having imaginary friends? Because the way you looked at me, because no, I, I had. Say why, but go um, 
because I've had a mum and she was like, my child talks to an imaginary friend and they're worried. I was like, what are your concerns? And she's like, no, they're really engrossed in, like, you would think this friend is real and they have, like, proper conversations with this, this friend and I'm just concerned. And I was like... She couldn't express why she was concerned. And I was like, so what are your thoughts? And she was just like, I feel like he's hearing voices and and I'm like do you ever hear she was like he could be playing and it's like who are you talking to my imaginary friend and they were like a dolly there or whatever and I'm like it's a form of creative play if mm. he feels like this person is their safe haven or someone they can trust I don't see the issue with it I'm not a parent though mm. so I just wanted to know thoughts of like does your child have an imaginary friend is it an issue I've known people that have openly said they've had an imaginary friend and there becomes a point where they feel like they don't need that friend anymore. Okay. I just wanted to know what are people's thoughts on imaginary friends like? It could be a form of emotional support. Mm. So I just wanted to know people's views on imaginary friends. I think a worry from a parent's perspective would be you, again, it's that element of control and not knowing what that imaginary friend is saying. So. <laughs> then we could have that in actual friendship groups What this does, is so thing. this is the this is the thing it's true and do you talk to your kids about emotions and yeah how they're feeling and because I often think we downplay this is one thing that I've noticed we often downplay what kids see and hear mm. it's like oh he didn't hear that or this is the whole podcast though because the more we've done the more we've spoken about, the more we've seen actually kids are... And we knew this already, which is the reason why we set this up, but a lot of people have been very surprised at how engaged and how aware kids are, how much they pick up from around them and that sort of thing, so... Yeah. It's... Mm. And often a lot of things that make me laugh, I could be like, has like, anything shifted, changed in your life? Like, has something traumatic happened? And they were like, oh, no our neighbour died or the family pet died and I'm like did your <laughs> the family pet is part of your family the mm. neighbour your child no, do you get what I mean mm. it's just like to you it's like death is a part of life or whatever but to your it's a big thing to them these are conversations that we need to have and like talk to kids about these things like what it means to mm. them pass on or what it means if someone's ill or this whole idea of oh they've gone to sleep I don't agree with because do you know what I mean scared of going to sleep or it's like mommy's sleeping now do I need to watch over her is she gonna wake up do you know what I mean these are conversations that we need to have and just be mindful that things that we think kids don't see and hear often does impact them and affect them emotionally so whilst we were at a book event uh we met a lovely girl called Kenya uh Kenya creates or has created a diary for children, young people. Kenya's basically created a diary um, to support children's mental health and allow them to express their emotions, their feelings, reflect on their day. Um, so yeah, let's hear what Kenya has to say. Um, and of course, of course, of course, let's support her work and log on to her website, social media, um children's mental health is not a joke so we would definitely like to support anyone 
who is engaging with children on this topic and ensuring that they are supported. Thanks to all of you for listening to this episode and a special thanks to all of the amazing children that were involved this week. As mentioned, Little Lit's podcast is brought to you by Little Literatures. This organisation is dedicated to promoting stories with kids, voices of kids and learning for kids. Thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you on another episode.